I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And Keegan, you know what they say, third time's a charm. Third time is a charm. Oh my God. Okay, so we have tried to do this topic two times in the past. Yep. The first recording was bad, but we were brilliant. And then the second recording, we were trying to recapture that brilliance, and it did not work. work. So we were like, let's give ourselves some space. Yeah, it's been like, what would you say? It's been like six months. Yeah, it's been a good six months. It was like the second episode that we ever recorded before we even started like uploading. So it's been a while. So we've had some distance. We've got some new notes, fresh perspective. We're a little bit more seasoned veterans at this. A little bit. Yeah. I swear to God, though, if something happens and this doesn't go up, I think we got to retire this topic. Yeah, we can't talk about body hair. Yeah, so we are talking about body hair. Body hair today. I feel like this is one we wanted to do from the get. It's kind of one that we wanted to do as our second episode because I feel like it is always so tied with feminism. Yes. And it's so, it's such an issue for women. It is such like a feminist staple where people are like, oh, you're a feminist, so you must not shave your armpits or yeah. you know, certain things. Like, there, it is like very hippie tied. It's to- very interesting how those two became so like. Like, Hippies and feminism? And no, armpit like, hair and feminism? Like, armpit hair and feminism. Yeah. Like, you know, that that was just like, this, this is, a, and it does make sense. I mean, it's kind of like a way to rage against societal norms. Yeah. That's true. But there's also a lot of other ways that we can rage against societal norms. So if you're one of those people that likes to shave your armpits and you consider yourself a feminist, you're okay. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. You're me. Um, <laughs> You're Keegan. So let's talk a little bit. Should we kind of run through some history? Yeah, let's do that. So back in the old caveman era, 
<laughs> they got rid of their body hair for survival. They would scrape their hair and their beard, and that would take away the advantage of having anything to grab onto. Like, no one yes. could, like, grab onto their hair or beards, I guess, to, yeah. like, attack. I also heard that you would think that the beards would keep you warm, but yeah. I've, I've also heard that they could cause frostbite. Well, because if it got wet... Because it got wet and then would freeze. Yeah. And you could more easily get frostbite that way. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah, they would take sharp rocks, seashells, or flint blades to literally scrape the hair from their faces. So their skin must have been rough. Just scarred. It's just... just like... Open wounds. Open wounds (laughs) on your face everywhere. But it was like so cold in the winter that they were just like, it's fine. Yeah, none of this sounds fun at all, man. like, I'm really glad that I'm not a cave person. Yeah, just strugs. Like, yeah, strug city, strugs. man. Like, I'm not trying to live that life. I'm over here. I went to a bachelorette party yesterday. Butch Madigan went to part of the bachelorette party. You went to the most civilized part. I did. Of the bachelorette party. And I am struggling right now. Just yeah. from having way too much champagne yesterday. You're like, I can't imagine being a cave woman needing to scrape fucking hair. Well, I'm sure women didn't really have... This. Do you think women maybe had... To keep their hair really short? I would think... I mean, they got in fights too, right? That's what I'm saying. And like, like, it was kind of every man for themselves. Even though they might have been a little bit more... They weren't like the hunters and gatherers necessarily. Yeah. But, um, but and I grabbing like, hair is still a tactic uh, of like... Yeah, that is like a fights. girl-on-girl fight yeah. right there. Yeah. My mom used to work in a D-home... And she would say, like, a, a detention, oh, like, home for, I'm wa- like... I'm watching Orange is the New Black right now, Yeah, so I'm in But this mindset. was for, like, this was for, like, 18 and under. Oh, okay. Or, like, under 18. But that's but, especially a hair-pulling time. Yeah, in, in New Mexico. Yeah. So, she was like, I always said that I would much rather have gotten into a fight with one of the guys yeah. than one of the girls because they go for your hair and they'll wrap it around yeah. their hands. Like, and they will pull. And then you can't get away. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're stuck. That's one of my biggest fears is just like, that's why I don't like it. Um, like, if you ever grab my feet or like, you know, like I would like if you'd kick and then someone would grab your leg. Yeah. I have a thing with that. Um, I have really great balance, so if someone grabs my leg, I'm like, I'll just stand here all day, it's not a big deal, but I don't like the idea of not being able to get away, I also have a really big fear of being chased, I can't play tag. Oh, really? Nope, hate it. I hate being chased. Even watching it in movies, like I was just watching that movie Game Night where they are like they have this like fabric. Oh yeah, I saw that. Tossing it around. Even that scene because it was all in one shot too. Oh my gosh, it made me so nervous the whole time. Like it just makes my heart race. I have nightmares of being chased. So what we're saying is, we would (laughs) not survive. In caveman times. I would off myself. I'd be like, done. I can't handle this. I can't do it. I have it. razor burn. Like, <laughs> this is not fun. People are chasing me. <laughs> so, next up would be, like, the ancient Egyptians. And they kind of started this whole sugaring thing. They would take, like, lemon and cook sugar. Sometimes they honey. would use beeswax. Yeah. yeah, honey. And they would remove their hair. So, kind of like the OG waxing. And for ancient Egypt, it was... A class and style thing, very much so. Yeah, so it was, they it would was, even remove the hair on their heads. Yeah, they removed all of their hair except for their eyebrows, and it was kind of like a, a cleanliness thing. It was deemed to be more, um, so you were more privileged. Yes. in society. If yeah, you, they would wear like wigs mm-hmm, and head because you could afford to do all of that stuff. And this is skipping forward a little bit, but it's kind of like the opposite of like the Elizabethan area era. Era. Yeah, yeah it is forward. the opposite because she. 
kept all of her hair and then removed her eyebrows. Removed her eyebrows and, like, hair she, from her forehead. Yeah, yeah, like, wanted to make her forehead look bigger. So she, like, would pluck Isn't that the interesting? Hairs, and, like, mothers would, like, rub walnut oil on their children's foreheads to prevent hair growth. That's so weird. Or would, like, use bandages dipped in, like, vinegar or use cat poo. Oh, yes, yes. I I read a thing from that, too. I don't remember which era it was, but they would use, um, oh, yeah, it was in the Elizabethan era. There you go. Where they would use ammonia from their cat's pee to help prevent hair growth. Awesome. Yeah, fantastic. That Um, seems safe. Yeah, back in, I'm going to go back a little bit to the ancient Roman Empire, because Mm -hmm. that's kind of when threading started. They would just, like, take string and yarn and, like, vigorously rub the area to, like, pull the hairs off and things like that. And it was And that was also a class. It was, I was going to say. A sign of class. It was still very much a class thing. And then in the Elizabethan era, uh... The merkin became popular. Oh, God. Yeah, like, which, right? and if you don't know what a merkin is, it's basically, <laughs> like, a wig for your vag. Yeah. Like, well, because there was, like, I think this was around the time that some, like, pubic lice started, like, appearing, but you had to have hair on your vag, so they were like, well, I have to, sh- I have to get rid of this hair to get rid of the lice, but I still want my it's, hoo-ha It's so covered. interesting. It's such How a- do you attach a merkin? I don't know. They said that Kate Winslet wore one in the reader. Yeah, I read that. And I was like... How I mean I guess nowadays you there are all kinds of like special Glue. wig glues yeah. and like all of that stuff but still that seems on on your downstairs do you, your, do you put your underwear on and then just shove it in there uh, but then what's the purpose because it's just know. like I mean in the, Elizabeth, in the Elizabethan era it would have to have been for like like to be sexually attractive oh, yeah, because to your partner for some people it was seen as like you're more fertile and like but so how are you keeping it on during Intercourse. That's a great question. Maybe like it. I have questions. Hold up, I got. I don't understand. I can't move on from this. So let's see how to attach a merkin. How merkins were attached. Got my search history on my phone. It's It's weird. Crazy. Things have gotten weird. Oh, here a wiki how. Oh no! Why is there a wiki how (laughs) with pictures? Who is still using a merkin? Mm, wait several hours before attaching the merkin to give your skin time to heal. Yeah, here they're co- they're saying to use lace glue. And yeah, then, but I don't know what you would have used back then. Yeah, you know, like, that's because that's wiki, what I would assume you would use now. Is not here. not helping you out. Here we go. Thought catalog: the merkin, a brief history of the vagina wig. The vag wig was originally used for health and sanitary reasons because crabs and pubic lice were a common problem. Left with no pubic hair, some women opted to wear a wig over that region. Uh, the darker side of the story, afflicted with various sexually transmitted diseases and forced to work all the time, prostitutes had to cover up evidence of their downstairs afflictions. Oh, Lord. Um, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Like, you're trying to, like, cover up the yeah, area. Yeah, any, any STIs you might have. They're still not telling me how they would be, how they would be attached. They're saying that... Um, on Wikipedia, a merkin is a pubic wig. Merkins were originally worn by prostitutes after shaving their genitalia and are now used as decorative items. Are they? I mean, the one, the pictures, as I'm reading these, like, articles, it's like hot pink ones. Okay. I mean, I guess I get that. Oh, here. This person on some fucking message board said, cloth that matches the wearer's flesh tone is made into a skimpy brief slash thong, and the merkin is attached to that. At least that is how it's done on stage when the person is supposed to seem naked, but not actually naked. Well, that so makes sense. Push pins or thumbtacks? Ow. 
Yeah, weird. I'm going to have to look up on that more because maybe you could use like honey or some sort of really sticky material, but then mm-hmm. also that's very precarious, especially if you're a sex worker. Yeah. And like to be down there as part of your job, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nothing could be flying about. Yeah. So, did we talk about ancient Rome at all? We didn't, um, right? Really briefly. Okay, so during the Roman uh, Empire, the lack of body hair was considered a sign of classes. Once again, wealthy women and men used razors made from flints, tweezers, creams, and stones to remove excess hair. So basically like pumice stones. Yeah. Rubbing the hair away. Yep. Again, sounds painful. And depilatory creams, too, which yeah. would be used with, like, fucking lye and poison yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really harmful. <laughs> yeah. Um... Pubic hair was considered uncivilized, which is why when you see depictions of, like, Roman goddesses... Yeah, pictures, statues. Yeah, the Venus de Milo, like, all of her pubic hair is removed, which right. is something I never thought about. Yeah, well, I always just figured, oh, back then they wouldn't have had that kind of technology. Maybe the artist just depicted them that way. Maybe it's, like, modern society, you know, being sexist or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but... but but no, um, they actually did remove the hair. They did, and it was definitely, like, a, a classist thing. And, again, like, up until this point, all of this stuff was kind of equal across genders, yeah. right? So it was just, like, in the Elizabethan era, um, everyone had body hair, and that's just what that was. In ancient Rome... Well, also, there was more clothing on. There was a lot more clothing on, yeah. so you couldn't tell. But, I mean, but still, even now, I think women who are modest and cover up a lot still shave, you I'm know sure. what I mean? Because uh, yeah. it's so deeply gendered in our it society is. now. But it wasn't that way for a long time. It was kind of like it went both ways. In ancient Rome, they all removed their body hair. In ancient Egypt, they all removed their body hair. Um, and it didn't start to become a little bit more sexist until a little later on. Yeah, well, something that I found interesting that I didn't read about last time I was researching this was, like, the American colonists and the Native Americans and how they viewed their body hair. Mm -hmm. So the colonists were fascinated by the hairlessness of the natives. And to them, it was, like, it kind of started the whole, like, racial debate on whether or not the Native Americans could be civilized. To them, the fact that they had no hair was, like... It made them even more savage, which is interesting. How is... That seems very strange to it me. Cha- it changes, though, and at this time, they would forcibly shave prisoners' beards as, like, a way of, like, uh, torture and punishment. Because I think that, like, the the beard on a man... It's like virility? Was, yeah, it was probably status, fertility, manliness. Yeah, That okay. kind of thing. So they would actually, like, forcibly shave prisoners' beards to, like, humiliate them. And they were just fascinated by, you know, the hairlessness of these, like, Native American chiefs and things like that. And it's it quickly went from... I read this quote and I thought it was funny. Look how weird these people are for having no hair to look how weird these people are for being hairy. Like, they've... Yeah. they've very quickly, just like we stole their land, we stole their hairlessness. Yeah, you know, we, we were just like, stole their style. Yeah, we're like, we're going to take that. Because then by the 1760s, Parrot Razor was invented by French barber Jean-Jacques Perret? Parrot? Mm-hmm. Perret. I want to say Perret. I think it's Perret, mm-hmm. but I said parrot in the beginning. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's an L-shaped guard that holds a razor, so that was kind of like the first... Yeah, kind razor. of like, and it, it held a straight razor, right? Yeah, so it yeah, was like, yeah. it looks like so a... So you wouldn't, like, cut yourself. Yeah. You so were, you like, holding it in your fingertips. Yeah, you didn't have to, like, Sweeney Todd this shit and fucking, yeah. like, like <laughs> accidentally cut yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. And, and we, we make, make up the Cutaways, Cutaways Podcast. We're watching the good, the bad, and the essentials of the romantic comedy genre. 
So far, we've fallen in love with Cary Grant, met up with our terrible friend, pal Joey, and had the desire to run our fingers through Patrick Dempsey's hair. Join our slumber party for your ears every other week, brought to you in stereo from our blanket fort in Hollywood, California. You can find and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. Our digital blanket fort can be found at thecutaways.com. If you are the social butterfly types, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Bye! Okay! Keegan, we're cursed! We are absolutely cursed. Like, um, some, like, sexist dude is haunting this closet and yeah. doesn't want us to record about Just body hair. this episode. Just this episode. It, we have tried. This is our third time, as we said before, trying to record on this topic. And... We just recorded a good 15 minutes. Something weird happened with my software. Yeah, and so we have 15 minutes of unusable um, recording stuff. So we are taking it back, and we're doing this. We are finishing this. We are doing this episode. So I think when we left off, we were talking about the 19th century. We were just about to get into the 19th century, so let's do it. So during the 19th century... Plentiful hair was a sign of sexual, mental, and criminal deviance. So women who pushed for, like, equality and voting rights, like the feminists of that time, were seen as, like, witches, and they were hairier. And I wonder were, like, if you could institutionalize someone for being just, like, excessively hairy. Because you could institutionalize women for anything well, you wanted. actually, I think I remember from one of the last times that we recorded, there was something about how they did some sort of study of women in mental institutions or women in oh, general. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember yes. where they were like, the, the hairier you are, the, 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 more thing, insane. the more insane you are? Yes. But also, it's like, I know for myself, when I've been through really rough times, like, I'm not upkeeping my body hair. You know what I mean? Like, that that's not my number one priority. Right. So if somebody is, like, schizophrenic or has some sort of, like, disability or, uh, like, they're not going to be able... They're not going to be thinking about keeping their body hair. Yeah, I also think it's it's a pretty racist statement. Like, I, I don't know if yeah. that was part of the stuff we couldn't use when we were talking about race, but um, I do think that that's a pretty racist statement when it comes to saying that the more hairy you are, the more insane or uncivilized. Yeah. You know, because there are certain cultures and certain ethnic groups, I am among them, who, you know, grow a lot of dark, yeah. thick body hair. And if you're not... You're also in a place, in a, a mental asylum, where it's like, you're not going to be keeping that up. It's not yeah. like anyone's giving That's you a razor. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. So, I mm-hmm. found my notes from one of the first times that we did this episode. Oh, good. And it says, 271 cases of insanity in white women. The women who had excessive facial hair were more likely to be insane. Oh, white women. Yeah, this, that's what it, that they, that they... They only did this study on white women. Yeah, and it says, also thicker and stiffer hair resembling those of quote-unquote inferior races. Oh, there it is. So, the there hair... There it is. Yep. This hair growth indicated criminal activity, strong sexual instincts, and exceptional animal vigor. So, they... They are saying it's like a race thing because the closer your hair is to those of the quote unquote inferior races, the crazier you are. And and the more animalistic, which yep. forever has been a racist insult, essentially, to call yeah. like people who aren't white more less evolved yeah. or like closer to animals. Speaking of evolution, I didn't even talk about this when we were talking. Uh, good old Darwin. Darwin! Could it be? I'm Darwin was a dick. Darwin was an ass. 
cold. <laughs> okay, so this is a quote from The Descent of Man by Charles Darwin. The absence of hair on the body is to a certain extent a secondary sexual character. For in all parts of the world, women are less hairy than men. So they're saying like a loss of hair equals sexual selection. Monkey Monkeys' asses don't have hair. Um, not only are these surfaces vividly colored, but sometimes as with the male mandrel and female rhesus, rhesus, much more vividly in the one sex than the other, especially during the breeding seasons. They're like the more colorful and bare the butt. The sexier you are, okay. says sexual selection. And then, let's see, I have but another... But what does that have to do because with, with because people's body hair? Because of people, they're saying through evolution, like through the mating, like if, if the two the two with the less hairy asses I are see. mating... Okay, and that's happening time and time again. Yes. And I believe that uh, Charles Darwin also, he did kind of like directly attribute hairiness to racism yes yeah um yeah totally because i mean if i was trying to think like charles darwin and trying to make an argument toward that maybe he's saying through sexual selection if the bare-assed people are getting it on <laughs> and they're you know becoming these white people well then maybe the hairy-assed people were getting it on and they, and they became were becoming black the black people yeah i don't know if i was charles darwin and i'm trying to make sense of his nonsensical mind maybe that's yeah that, it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense at all but his theories on sexual uh selection is is interesting do I think it's correct? I mean, no. it, I think it's interesting, but it's so, like, for a man who maybe sometimes had some brilliant thoughts, a lot of the time with Charles Darwin, I feel like he was just kind of, like, making observations and yes. then was like, that's probably what happened. Yeah, and then, and I'm and like, then trying to pay it off as facts. Yeah, you're fucking that guy. Like, you're that guy who's just like, hey, I noticed this thing, so that's probably led to that thing because yeah. that makes sense in my yeah. brain. Well, and you're you like, know, that... You're just making observations. We think about most people through history, and they were problematic at, at some point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he definitely, you know, while being smart and coming up with some great ideas, while this theory is interesting, I don't think there's much fact behind it. No. But, I mean... Just an excuse to talk about monkey asses. I, I guess. guess so. Let's just and get... also the way that he said it, like this is a guy at a party who's just like, <laughs> let me tell you about monkeys' asses. You know what I mean? Like because he didn't even like. And the girls just like looking at her drink, like, oh god, oh I gotta God, get away. How can I get out of here? Looking at her friends with bug eyes, I'm like, guys, save me. This guy is talking about monkey. Charlie asses. cornered me. Charlie. Oh my gosh. So. In the 1880s, the safer razor was invented by Gillette, but it was used mostly by men. And then in 1915 was when the uh, when Gillette came out with the women's razor. The milady. I the just milady. love that they, they called that called it that. It reminds me of like, do you remember <laughs> when Ellen did that whole like uh, parody commercial for Bix women's pen? Oh yeah. It kind of just reminds me of that. Like it's like it's pink, so it's so for it's me. for you. Yeah. Yeah. My I, mom had never heard of the pink tax until like last week. She called like, me and she was like, how come you never told me? I was like, I figured you would just know. And we'll have an episode on the pink tax, but yeah. like, it is ridiculous to me that that shit has worked on me. Like, why do I keep using women's razors? They suck. They suck. They do suck. Yeah. I should just be buying men's razors. They're cheaper. They work better. Yeah. I don't understand. Makes I don't understand sense. myself. Nope. Why? Nope. Why am I like this? Nope. Because we have been conditioned. We keeping. have been. We are prisoners of our own society. I'm supposed to have a Venus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your Venus. 
Um, so then, and also what we were discussing in our choppy, choppy sound, uh, that there would be ads of women with their arms up and right. things like that. So there was what they have called the Great Underarm Campaign. Yeah. Um, so great. Yes. Well, because they really, we really do have capitalism to thank for the fact that it yeah. has become a completely societal norm for women yeah. to shave their underarms and their legs because it was basically Gillette being like, look, we are missing out on an entire half of the population that we could be selling products to. Yeah, so how, how do we are make, we going to market it? I mean, and truly, like, as someone who adores makeup, I love doing makeup, I love all of that stuff, but truly, the beauty industry thrives on finding ways for women to... to feel insecure. To hate themselves, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it's like, the, the way that they did that with shaving was just like, you are unfeminine, you are yeah. uncivilized if you don't shave your underarms. You're all yeah. you're all out there being slutty, wearing these, like, strapless dresses because it's the 1920s. Be yeah. Yeah, and uh, Wilkinson's sword ad declared female underarm hair unhygienic and unfeminine, which, you know, in a time where you know, the more boyish body was a little bit more popular. Boyish haircut. Boyish haircut. You know, they did, I think this is when they wore, like, a lot of makeup and stuff, too. There was still a lot of, like, flirty, yeah, I mean, feminine it, aspects to it. It was feminine, but we were shifting. It was the what first time... What femininity meant. Yeah, we yeah. were totally shifting. Like, women would actually, large-breasted women would, like, bind their breasts down because yeah. it was, like, you wanted to be boyish-looking. And they would cut their hair short. But you still wanted to be feminine. And so yes. it still was an insult to say that you were unfeminine if yeah, you had hairy underarms. Yeah, you don't want to be called boyish. Right. You know, you still want to be seen as a woman. It's just that the beauty standards shifted. Right. Yeah. And then during World War II, there was a nylon shortage. So women began shaving their legs. And Keegan, tell us all, for the fourth time, <laughs> what, well, for you all the first time, but for me, the fourth time, what they would do to make it look like they were wearing their nylons. Certainly, Madigan. Thank you, Keegan. So... <laughs> You you didn't shave your legs. You didn't have to because you had these thick nylon stockings on. So Although it kind you know of, that sometimes that hair can still get through. Yeah, it can still poke through. <laughs> but like from a distance, you're still giving that like very sleek legged look. Yeah. Um. So it didn't really matter if you shaved or not. But then in the 1940s, a lot of the same supplies that were used to make nylons were going to the war effort. They just yeah. didn't have factories available to get you your nylon stockings. So women still wanted the look of wearing nylons, so of course they would shave, so they didn't have hair, and then they would take an eyeliner pencil and draw a line down the back of their legs to look like they had a back seam in their stocking. I just want to try it because I want to see how realistic it would be. Like, no blending, no special makeup, just take an eyeliner pencil and have you draw a straight line. I've seen pictures of this and it it looks like someone drew yeah. a line down the back of your right? legs. Like it doesn't look like Yeah, stockings. and we were saying like, how do they sit down? And it's like, well, they probably didn't. They probably were at, did it to go to a party. Yeah. I doubt they just did it where like sitting around the house. I know, but like that just seems so exhausting. Like just just admit Standing. that you're not, because you're not fooling anyone into thinking you're really wearing, unless you're very far away. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe it was darker. This is kind of I like. I don't know. The you're at the club era. or yeah. whatever. It's darker. They see the line and they're like, all right. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> it's fine. They're not in broad daylight having a picnic, you know? I guess so. I don't know. It just seems know. like a lot of work. Yeah. So, yeah, poor women at this point, because it's just yeah. like you used to be able to just get up in the morning, put on your nylons or whatever, and your girdle, and your everything else. Now <laughs> you're having to do all of that and shave. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like It is a pain in the ass. Well, and then in 1946, the bikini 
came into popularity, and it encouraged women to shave down there. Yes. So I shave my entire body. Yeah. From, like, yesterday we were going to the spa, and we went to a Korean spa yesterday where everyone was naked. So we were naked, everyone walking around naked, it's all good, which was actually amazing and super empowering. I loved seeing, like, all the different body types. I felt so comfortable, too. I never felt, I never felt stared at. No. It was, everyone was just kind of doing their thing. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is just what you do here. And it was super cool, like... And everyone, I was talking to the girls about this after you left, I was like, I did not see a body there that I didn't think was beautiful. Yeah. Like, it was so cool, like, just to see it. Oh, yeah. But I was saying, before I went to the spa yesterday, I left the house later than I had wanted to because I was like, oh, shit, I have to shave my whole body because I'm going to be naked, you know? And, And it is... Such a pain in the ass. Like, especially, like, your bikini line. Yeah. Getting that shaved. See, for me, I was like, I'm going to be around all women. I'm not shaving Who my cares? bikini line. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this. I Like, I hate, hate shaving my bikini line. It's terrible. I can get on board with shaving my legs if I really have to. I can even get on board with shaving my armpits, although I really don't. But when you ask me to shave my pubic hair... Like, I like to keep things, like, you know, decent down Tidy. There. Tidy. You know, a little manicure. A little trim. A little landscaping. You know what I'm saying? Not getting too crazy. But, like, to shave the bikini line is so uncomfortable because you're shaving your bikini line and then you're putting a swimsuit on and it's right in Everything that Everything is rubbing in that it's crease. It's chafing and rubbing mm-hmm. and it's red and you get ingrown hairs and it's the worst. And I just wish more than anything... That, you know, with most of my body hair, I'm like, I'm just going to rock it and I'm going to get over it and people aren't going to notice. But there's something with pubic hair that is so stigmatized that, like, I I can't get myself to do it. I can't just let it grow out a little bit. It's weird. Even keep it trimmed and then go to a pool party. Like, I can't, I wouldn't want to take my towel or dress or whatever It's weirdly, like deemed unhygienic and also sexualized. Yeah. I feel like anything that has to do with our genitalia is automatically sexualized. Yes. So there is something about if you saw pubic hair coming out from the sides of your swimsuit or whatever that I feel like it would be people would judge you for being unhygienic and also sexualize you. Letting yourself you. go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's well, like, then, because they'd be noticing your genitals. Exactly. Yeah. They'd be like, you're forcing me to look at your vag because yeah. you don't shave. No, I'm not. Yeah. Like, please don't look at my vagina. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me with pubic hair personally, it's one of those things where it's like, I will do what is necessary for my partner's comfort as I would expect my partner to do for me. Uh I'm sorry, but I don't want to floss with pubic hair. Yeah, no, it's true. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't want to do it. Um, So I understand it in that aspect, but as far as, like, going to the pool Yeah, societally, like, what's acceptable. Yeah, and, like, I just don't... I'm getting better about, like, if it's a little prickly or a little bit down there. I'm not, like, as, like, oh, my gosh. But I still... Yeah, I I definitely this last year have just been like, I don't have time to shave my pubic hair every day. When I was younger, I shaved it every day. Yeah, no, I don't have time for that. Like, I will let it go for a while until I know that, like, I need to be, like, or in a swimsuit. Well, I would also be completely scrutinized if I didn't. Like, I would never hear the end of it if I did it years ago. You know what I mean? Like, the person I was with, like, would not let it go. Yeah, I think I told you this story in one of the previous... One of the many? ...incarnations of this episode. Yeah. Where I had guy friends, and I was hanging out with my guy friends, and there was a guy who, you know, 
we were all fucking stupid teenagers, right. so not that I want to give him a huge pass on this. But he was talking, one of the other guys was talking about how he was going to be dating this girl, and he mentioned something about her shaving her pubic hair, and he was like, make sure she gets in between, because you don't want it to be like a Venus flytrap down there. Yes, I mean, I learned about that kind of stuff. From men. Yeah. I didn't learn about any of that. And I was from a girl who woman. wasn't shaving down there when I was around that. And yeah. I was just like, oh, I need to do that now. Like, yeah. that's the thing that I need to do. Oh, yeah. I was not aware that I had to shave because honestly, I didn't really even have any knowledge of oral sex until I was like almost an adult. I uh, didn't even really, I mean, I'd heard of women giving men blowjobs. Uh-huh. I had never heard of men going down on women same, until same. I was like, an adult. Because we live in a deeply sexist society. Deeply sexist society. I heard about blowjobs when I was like eight years old. You know what I mean? Like I knew what it was. Well, it was in every teen movie that you've ever seen. Oh yeah, my friend was like, Britney Spears gives Justin Timberlake blowjobs. And I was like, she sucks out his pee? Like that's what I thought it was. I was like, what? Yeah, I had no idea that like going down on a girl was a thing. Right. So I never even really, and I thought about, you know, I knew about shaving the bikini area when I was older and wearing swimsuits and things like that. And I would, I would kind of trim and keep it. So it wasn't like, I mean, I've never been a particularly hairy person, but like I would keep it, you know, just for myself. Nice. But it wasn't until I was like an adult that I realized that like that would be something that I had to concern myself with. And it's hard. Listen, getting all up in there is In a is big like, ass razor? It's hard to do. Like, because you've got to get all the way back. Listen, men, Between, if you're listening. Yeah. over and under and through. And God, and can you imagine like if you cut yourself there? It hurts. Oh my God. It hurts. Horrifying. Um, and trying to get your back door. Yeah. I'm getting all of this lasered away someday. Yeah, I truly like, am. It's like a gymnastics routine. I'm... I'm incredibly lucky that the man that I'm with doesn't really have a big issue with anything like that. Uh Like I said, sexually, there are times where, like, you know, for each other, we will do certain things with our body hair to make the person more comfortable. But just generally, like, I've never scrutinized or being seen as not sexy and beautiful because of my body hair, which I love. He's still kind of getting used to my armpit hair a little bit. But I just don't, I don't care to well, shave it I mean, very often Well, I mean, we're conditioned anymore. on both sides. Exactly. Like, men are conditioned to believe that this is what their women are supposed to, like, well, be he, like and look like. And he also, when I met him, he was completely uh, shaved from the waist up. Oh, really? Yeah, because Chris only grows a little bit of hair right in the center of his chest. And it just, like, they just get these long, straggly hairs, so he shaves them. And he would shave his armpits because he was working out at the gym a lot. He didn't, he felt sweatier. Like, he didn't like that the and that smell makes sense. trap. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, it truly does make sense it to was, me. It was, like, a lifestyle thing for him. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily a vanity thing. It wasn't like, oh, I don't want people seeing my armpit hair. It was more so just, like it made sense for him. Yeah. So I think, you know, for him, he doesn't like a lot of armpit hair down there. Well, I don't grow a lot of armpit hair. It's fuzzy. Yeah, you, know? you, you don't really grow I much. I don't. I grow a lot. It's a tiny little patch. So for me, it's like, meh, whatever. Yeah. I grow a lot. I truly would just get rid of all of my hair from the neck down if I could, just because, again, I think it's, for me, it's a comfort thing. It's like, yeah. I do grow so much, like, armpit hair or, like, pubic hair that I would want it to be removed because it. Got, we live in a hot place. It gets sweaty. Yeah. It does, like, trap, like, heat and stuff. And yeah. I, I and just smell. don't love that. Yeah. Yeah, and smell and See, things like that. for me, I'm... I've kind of, like, as I get older, I've grown into loving my, like, black sheepedness. Yeah. Like, I like... Uniqueness. I like, yeah, I like making people think and wonder and uh 
make them uncomfortable. Yeah. So even if it's something that I'm uncomfortable with, like, I'm in this constant state of, like, experimentation with my own self-confidence, I feel like. Yeah. Where I like to push myself as far as I can go. I like to push myself in uh, what society's norms are telling me. And because I'm Well, it not... makes other people think, too, about, exactly. like... Exactly. Why is that a problem? Yeah. And, I mean, uh, T the other day was like, you have fur under your arms. I'm like, yep. Sure do. And so does everyone. And that's gonna and that's gonna stick with him and that's gonna make him think differently. Oh, well, my super cool babysitter when I was little, I remember her fur under her arms, you know, maybe that will make him think differently when yeah. he's older. Well, and I, think I it's just something feel like that it's part it, of my responsibility to constantly be pushing myself for the sake of other people as well. Well, I think that it is a good I, I really do want to see while it's my personal preference not to have hair, mm-hmm. I do think it is important that if you feel comfortable and confident in keeping your body hair, that you aren't shamed by society into getting rid of it because that is what we need. We need to normalize it. We need little kids to see a variety of that because we didn't. Yeah. Like, we did not see any, like, any woman without... And again, we've had this conversation where it's like, even on TV, even in movies, you've got Game of Thrones, which is like, we're going to show rape scenes. Yep. All the time because it's historic blood, yeah, and gore, yeah. heads being smashed for the sake of like historical, historical accuracy. accuracy. But every woman has like cleanly shaven legs and underarms, or like perfect landing strips. Yeah, and, and you're yeah. like, that's uh, try to get a perfect landing strip with a pumice stone, people. Yeah, listen. <laughs> yeah, if you're using clam tweezers, which we didn't even touch on this episode, yeah. that's not. It's going to be hard to do. I could barely get myself a good landing strip when I used a razor. Like, yeah. I did it once, and I was like, that looks really good. And then I tried to do it again, and it was, like, off-center. Yeah. Oh, I've tried. I've tried with me, too, and, like, you know, there's, like, the really thin landing strip, and then there's kind of, like, the wider one. I wanted a wider one. one. Yeah. Um, if I do a wider one, it looks... It looks like a merkin. It looks like I just stuck a little piece of hair right there because like, it's not long enough. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't look like the right shape. And then I tried the thin one. And again, it's like, it looks like I missed the spot. And then why? Yeah. Like and why it's, is it there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, do whatever you want. Like, wax that into a heart, cover it in glitter. I don't care. Yeah. But like, you know, that's a point. Why does anyone care? Yeah. It I shouldn't mean, matter. There are people who just enjoy it. Like for me, whenever I've tried stuff like that, it is because no, it's I think like, it's cool. I it's think fun. it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. but I remember once I like shaved and it just like turned out awful. I like literally looked like I just had a strip. <laughs> oh god, you just <laughs> horizontal. Went, I was gonna strip. say you just went horizontally. <laughs> I had like a horizontal. Strip. Why did you cut? Like why did you shave? Because it? I shaved just the top because I was wearing like a lower cut bikini, and then like the bottom part and like my bikini like. I have like a rectangle and I like had to get going and I just walked out of the shower and I was like you're like I guess this is what we're doing and Chris just died he was just like what the fuck and I was like I know but it was too late for me to do anything about it so I think I you know just left it yeah so yeah God, I really hope my bosses never listen to this episode. Whatever. <laughs> it's just like talking about my pubes. I'm um, so hungover right now that I'm just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's I'm gonna fine. reveal all of the secrets. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I just don't give a fuck. Well, let's see. So let's talk a little bit more about some of the more uh, current 
styles that became popular. Yeah, so let's run down through the 20th century into the 21st century, right? Let's do it. Because we, we kind of so, left off in the 40s. World War II. Yeah. So 1955, Italian model Sophia, she's a model, right? Sophia Loren? She's a model actress. Model yeah. actress. Sophia Loren displays her hairy armpits. There's a photo of her like with Playboys. I love that. And she's got hairy armpits. And then in the 1970s, the bush came back. Yes. The bush was all the rage in the Big, 70s. And as we will see, um, this is kind of the beginning of ushering in the ways in which porn kind of had an impact on yeah. our on, on what we chose to do in society with our yes. body hair. Because, because it was big in porn. It was like really Bush big, was big in, in porn. porn. So women felt like they needed to emulate that. Because yeah. that's what guys were expecting now. Yeah. You know? Very much like in 1994 when Seven Sisters from Brazil opened a salon in New York, the J Sisters. Yep. And they invented the Brazilian. And yeah. then that they were became, like, this is what we do in our country. Exactly. And that became really popular. And then men started expecting us to be like completely little, hairless little gerbils down yeah, there like yeah. I remember the first time I shaved entirely looking down and being like I look like a hamster you I look don't know like why like it just reminded me of like a like a hamster hairless mole rat from well, like, Kim Possible yeah well like I just remember like I had this little teddy bear hamster and he had a, a little bear butt and it looks like it, it looks like my hamster's butt. You were like, oh, this isn't like, this sexy. It's is not cute. It's not cute at all. It's like I don't need to see all that. Yeah, um, but then it became it was so popular popularized by that shop. Yeah. I mean Gwyneth Paltrow went there. Uh-huh. And now she's like all full bush. Yeah, she's like, uh yeah, I'm all yeah. like natural and whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah. you did really help to drive this. You did, like, yeah. Hairless um, movement in the 90s. Yep. In 96, laser hair removal was uh, starting to come on the market. It was approved by the FDA in 97. In 1999, Julia Roberts shocks the world with wispy pits at the Notting Hill premiere. I know. And I've seen that. And I'm like, look. I kudos, can barely see it. But also kudos to her because like yeah. that was it was brave. I mean, yeah, many people were going to be talking about her and she looked very carefree. But yes, it's like... It's, like, barely anything. It is, and but the world was, like, shocked. Shook. Horrified. And then, in the early aughts, Sex in the City, that, that epic episode where Carrie goes on vacation to Los Angeles, and she's like, I was mugged. They took everything I had. And, like, because she gets a bikini wax, and they give her the Brazilian. Uh-huh. She's like, oh! like, she can't believe that she has nothing. She's like, not a landing strip? I think it's so nothing. funny. Because I was just watching the episode of Seinfeld where they go to L.A. And I'm just like, every show that's set in New York has an episode where they come to L.A. Yeah. And it's always just like, oh, my God, a huge culture shock. Yeah. Like, New York and L.A. so different. What? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's so funny because she's like, New York women don't do this. It's like yeah. an L.A. women thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well... And then we get to 2010 with, you know, the Kardashians, and it's like, we remove all of our hair, you know, we are she has it. hairless Kim, beings. Kim Kardashian has it lasered off, like, yeah. all of it lasered off. All of it lasered Arms, off. Arms, legs, which just seems like a process. That seems like it would take a long time. Yeah, yeah, and you can't be in the sun. My friend was getting her pubic hair lasered off when, I, when we were in college, and uh, it was, like, during the summer, and she couldn't, like, be in the sun because your skin is so sensitive. Do it in the winter. Do it in the winter, That's guys. what I'm going to do. Yep. <laughs> and then in 2013, Gwyneth Paltrow is like, the bush is back, and we're like, what? You and don't get to make that decision. Yeah. I well, also just her think... Her bush was back. Oh, okay. Because I just think that it's so weird why this is such a societally, like, um, decision. Like, the, yeah. why this is such a... It has to be a sweeping decision that we all have to agree a upon. A mutual decision that yeah. I'm just like, why? Like, it should be a between yourself 
and possibly your partner. I was going to say, between yourself and your pubes. And that's it. <laughs> like, it, it, it shouldn't be this thing that we need to collectively decide what's in or not. Exactly. Well, that's everything. Yeah. What society finds, you know, is fashionable, trendy. Like, it's it's suddenly, like, one person makes a decision, and suddenly it's, like, a mutual decision that we've all made. Yeah. Have you seen... There's a ad now for... Because I know that we have talked about how... It's so deeply entrenched in our society, this idea that women are supposed to be hairless, that even in shaving commercials, the leg is hairless, hairless, which makes no sense. I want to see them shave a gorilla with a Venus razor. Well, oh oh yeah. (laughs) I would be interested in that. Yeah. Someone make a YouTube video. But don't actually shave a gorilla, because that's mean. But like, (laughs) find something very hairy to shave. But I saw recently there was like a there's a new razor company I think it's called Billy. Yes, and Were they have you seen? Like? Yeah, have you seen yeah. their ads? Yes, I have. It's like, hey, women have hair. Yeah, this is what this is for. Yeah, we're gonna show you it working. Yeah, like an actual product. Yeah, here. if you're gonna if you're going to be pushing a product that is you know graining capitalism and some sexism, of course, at least. Be realistic about it. Yeah, you women know? have hair. Don't pour blue liquid on the pad and make us all think that we are going to be perioding out blue. And I know. Soon. Yeah, it's red. It's blood. It's disgusting. It's cloudy and disgusting. disgusting. Don't use some nice, pretty blue liquid, people. Yeah, honestly, Sorry. no, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Just get a little bit, you know, heated about these tough, things. No, you know? it's true. It's because it's just it, when you think about how much time and energy and effort and pain. We've had to go through removing yeah. our body hair in one way or another. Because, look, waxing doesn't feel good. Plucking doesn't feel good. Nope. Shaving, when you cut yourself, feels awful. awful. And razor oh burn. God. I gave myself really bad razor burn. I think I used, like, an old razor or, or something. fast or anything. And I got out, and all night I was telling Anthony, I'm like, my legs are burning and itching so badly yeah. right now. Oh, my God. I took the biggest chunk out of the oh. outside of my knee when I was maybe in, like like a freshman in high school. Yeah. And my God, I've never seen so much blood in my life. It yeah. was just because it, it's hot. And then in there, your skin is you like stand stuck up. in it. Yeah. Oh. oh, and I, it was like a, a hole. Yeah. It was a deep, I had a scar. I'm surprised I don't still have a scar somewhere. It was a hole. And uh, yeah, that thing bled like a motherfucker. It's interesting for me too, like, when you think about eyebrow hair, because it's something I didn't really even write any notes on, but I was yeah. just thinking about it as we were talking. When I was younger, like in high school, I got my eyebrows waxed and plucked all the time. Yeah. I haven't touched my eyebrows in you don't need over to. years. Like, I don't. Well, because also I think I'm losing hair on the outside of my brows. I don't really have much uh-huh. anyways. But I used to get all this wax, but there's nothing in there. In between your brows? It's fluff. You know, there's nothing... Like, I like the way that my natural brows look. I wish... I want to get them microbladed because oh, yeah. I want to get more out here. On the outer side? Yeah, but, I, you know, I want to get it done right. I mean... So I need a lot of money. But it's interesting because... Again, with Brow sorry, trends change all the time. They do. And sorry to call out my boyfriend again on his hair maintenance, but he would have a straight up unibrow if he didn't wax wax and tweeze. And he is like that's something for him that he's very he's very particular about the hair on his head and the hair on his brows. Understand which is understand yeah, but it's interesting because I have like the opposite problem. I'm like I wish I had more hair and he's he has to upkeep it every day because uh-huh. again he's of a different ethnicity as well. He has very thick hair. Yeah. He, you know, has his family has you know the brows. His mom is the 
best at brows. Better than yeah. any salon I've ever been to. Oh my god. She spent like an hour on my brows. Like plucking them? Just making sure every it's little an hair. It's an art. It's an art. I don't have the patience at all. Like I do She loves it. Pluck it's, my brows, but it's I not as often as other people because I'm wonder, just like I don't have the patience I wonder if it's kind of like my love for like finding pimples on people or yes, blackheads yes. is maybe like her love for eyebrows. plucking eyebrows yeah. yeah but I mean like he's able to he can see he's like oh I've got some hairs out of place and I'm like what what do you mean and like he knows exactly where he needs to go with his little tweezers in the morning Anthony really likes to tweeze my eyebrows I usually just let him do it Chris tweezes my yeah. eyebrows sometimes too yeah I mean I don't really need them done typically but I've let him do it in the past and Anthony he's good loves at it. to do it sometimes he'll look at me and he'll be like oh gotta do something about those eyebrows <laughs> it's a joke it's no, not it's totally a but joke it's just I know, because he wants Anthony. to pluck them yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just like hair trends on your head, too. You know, like I had a pixie cut in the way that by some people it was seen as such as a brave feminine thing. And by some people it was seen as like a very boyish thing. Right. People would automatically assume that I was gay, which was fine with me. But it was still kind of frustrating because it's like hair identity is really interesting. It is. Like, very it does. Interesting. It does change the way I can tell that I am treated differently by the different style of hair that I'm, I'm rocking yeah. at any time. Yeah. If it's curly, I'm, I'm. It's not bad. It's just different. Like people yes. look at you differently. They talk to you differently when I have my hair straightened than when it's curly. Yeah. Or when I'm wearing braids. Or you know, I'm it's just automatically different. more feminine when my hair is long. When I had short hair, I remember I did a BuzzFeed video years ago, and I had my pixie cut, and I was wearing a flannel. Uh huh. And. Like, girls loved me, first of all. <laughs> Got a lot of, like, lady fans and followers on Instagram through that. But also, it was just a lot of, like, look at that, like, butch and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Like, that yeah. was crazy to me yeah. that I was studying because it's the same clothes that I've same always worn. Too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, that's what's so interesting. My clothes didn't change. Yeah. It was my hair. Yeah. And it's true. Like, even with what I'm just wearing today, jeans and a t-shirt, if I had short hair, what I, you know, I'm wearing, like, a big oversized, like, Beatles t-shirt and yeah. jean shorts, I would have been seen much more masculine. Uh, absolutely. With short hair yeah. than with my hair being back in a bun or yeah. down. You know? I think we'll have a whole episode on hair identity and hair yeah. politics because it, it is a thing, yeah. you know? Um, so let's just briefly kind of, like, go over where we're seeing body hair going now. So yeah. now, after the hairlessness of the 90s, we've kind of talked about how the Kardashians are still kind of perpetrating that idea of hairlessness. Yeah. But there are other celebrities who are, who are starting to bring back the normalcy of having underarm hair in particular. Remember when Miley was, like, dyeing her underarm hair a bunch? I do. And I know that I people it. like to hold Miley up to this, like standard as far as being like, oh, isn't that so brave? And it is. It's cool. I like that she's normalizing it. But at the same time, I'm like, I also remember you in that, like, super teeny tiny high-waisted swimsuit, and there was no hair down there, so... Yeah. <laughs> you know? And again, it's all about preferences. It's more so, and it's more so, I think, that it's cool exactly. for me. Not yeah. so much that it's brave. Yes, exactly. You know, I think we have to start kind of, like, changing what that means. what bravery is. I agree. Because when I cut all my hair off, it was like, you're so brave. I could never do that. Like, I saved someone from a burning house. I'm like, yeah, it's I, hair. I like, also hate it when it's like a, you know, plus size actress and people will be like, isn't oh, she's she so, so brave. brave for wearing that crop top? I'm like, maybe she's just hot. 
Yeah. Like, maybe it's hot. Or maybe she's just a human being and can wear what she yeah. wants. And she's not... You know, some people, I think, it's like, I'm going to wear this because it's I'm going to be pushing societal norms because I, I think about that Which sometimes. I think is amazing. Which is amazing. And needs to happen. But we need to stop saying that these things are so brave. And I, I still say it all the time because I don't know what... Else, there's no other words for me to really use for how I feel and except for to say that they are brave brave and they are being I mean pushing societal awesome. norms is hard. It is hard. And so it there is something courageous about being like I'm going to do what I want and love my body. It's a radical act to love yourself. You know, like that is true. But when are we going to get over it? Yeah, but it's going to be hard to get over if every time it happens we're like, "Oh my god, so brave of you to like walk out of the house with that cellulite showing." You know, and like And that's so and it's also kind of like condescending. I don't yeah. I would never go up to like a plus size friend and be like You're so brave. You're so brave. I'm so proud for of you. living in that like, body. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so rude. It's so condescending. How brave of you, yeah, to being okay with your like body. Like yeah. I don't know. It's but, just but to on the flip side of that, just to like look at the other side of the coin, um we were talking about the model Arvita Bystrom who appeared with her legs unshaven and you know, full leg hair, it's blonde, so it's not as in your face as it might be if it was like a darker color but she appeared with unshaven legs in an adidas superstar campaign and she did receive actual rape threats and death threats on her social media rape threats i can't even wrap (laughs) my brain around the logic of that it's like you're so gross and ugly that i want to rape rape you I'm not laughing because it's funny. No, I'm it's ridiculous. Of the and it's uh, and it's know. also just no. so fucking absurd to yeah. send someone death threats based on how they keep their body hair. Oh yeah, it's absurd. It doesn't make it's any absurd. sense. Like who has the time? Why? Uh, ask the trolls that go on our page. I, you're right, but it just doesn't make any sense. It to doesn't me. Like, make any sense, and it I, doesn't affect your life in any way at all. It doesn't. And I have don't to buy say, those shoes if you're so offended by. Yeah, it. exactly. Then you know, ban Adidas. Yeah. So I used to work for a model, and she, like, we were in the car once, and it was, like, winter time, so she's wearing, like, a sweater dress, but she's not wearing any, like, tights or pants or anything like that, and I'm in jeans, and I'm in the backseat of the car. She puts her legs up on the dashboard, and I can see that, like, she has not shaved her legs in a while. Yeah. And that was an eye-opener for me. I had never seen someone that I had always thought of as being so beauty, so beauty? So beautiful. So beauty. So beautiful, and um, made a living off of being beautiful and society's standard of beautiful kind of like being so comfortable in her leg hair yeah and i'm like looking at myself and i'm shaved and but i'm wearing pants and i'm like what am i doing yeah you know and then i think back to when i was a kid and like my legs are up on the dashboard and my mom like she does i'm sure she doesn't even remember this but she's like she was like rubbing my leg and she was like oh it's time to shave and i was like mom and she was like what it is you gotta you gotta keep that up she's yeah. like i would never do that you know this is what society is and i'm sure she doesn't even remember saying that and i'm sure she, that she would never say that now but it's it is but so at the time that was early indic- 2000s, well, it's so indicative yeah. of like how we grew up yeah you know what i mean where it was just like i remember getting made fun of because my mom kind of on the opposite of that she waited a long time to start letting me shave. So yeah. I had full underarm hair, curly black underarm hair. Yeah. Um, and I remember being in the back seat in the in the car with my brother and my cousin, and I was like sitting between them, and I had my arms up over my head, and I was yeah. in because it, it was hot, and I was in like a t shirt or a, a tank top, and my cousin being like, "Oh my god, like you need to shave," and we were like eleven. <laughs> See, I just remember being envious 
of those people in my life. Like, I remember having friends that had boobs in fifth grade and that had pubic hair. Oh, yeah. I rushed into all that. And um, underarm hair. I didn't even get underarm hair until I was maybe 18 or 19 years old. What? Because I definitely had, like, full at, like, 12. No, I don't have much armpit hair to begin with. I have very, I have peach fuzz. You know, the hair grows long, but there's not much of it. And I, yeah, my puberty was very stunted and went in really weird stages. And especially with my body hair, it didn't start coming in until way later. And I just remember seeing, like, you know, changing and stuff at sleepovers and friends' houses and and being envious. Like, I was always envious of my older friends that they had their period. And now I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Why? Yeah, Um, same. I did the same thing. Because they were womanly. They had hips. They had boobs. They had their period. They had... I get it. No, I I get it. Because I'm with you as far as, like, I never wanted hair, yeah. but I wanted to shave because I felt like that would make me more of a grown-up person. Yeah, and they're, well, and it was, I just remember, like, their bodies looking so much different, more different than mine, and, like, feeling so inferior because I was this little girl, and even the girls my age were, like, young women. Right. You know what I mean? Which... They probably felt so uncomfortable. Of course, it's the grass like is greener. Freaking it's out, yeah. But for me, I'm like, my gosh, like, why don't I look like that? I don't understand. And I remember asking my mom too, and she's just like, "Well, everybody's body is different." And yeah, I stuffed my bra for like a straight year when I was in like eighth grade. Yeah, because I was so sick of not fitting in with that. Yeah. All right, and at the school that I went to, a lot of girls had already kind of gone through those changes, and I hadn't. Yeah. Well, I'm really hoping that the future of body hair is kind of a live and let live situation. If you are like me and you don't feel comfortable with your body hair, it doesn't make you any less of a feminist or any less of a woman or anything like that. It's important, as with anything else, to understand that the root of it is part of a sexist society, a capitalist society. Yeah. Um, And I do think it's important to challenge yourself as it is with... Figure out what um, you like. Don't just take it. With your body acceptance. Right. Yeah, like it is with, you know, maybe not wearing makeup or as it is with accepting your body for the weight that it is. I think it's also important for us to start accepting our body hair for the way that it is and then making a decision right. on what yeah, to do Yeah, figure with out it. what you like. Don't just say, like, that was something that I had to challenge for myself was, like, do I like it because I've been conditioned to like it or do I like it because I feel most comfortable this way for myself? Yeah, I mean, and I started is, shaving my legs more again and I'm, yeah. I kind of love... Yeah, it feels so good sometimes, you but know? figure it out for yourself. But I don't have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Do, maybe you will like having hairy armpits. Maybe you will like having, like, more time to yourself and not having to spend hours every week shaving. Maybe that's something that actually is going to empower you and make you feel comfortable. So, oh, yeah, my showers are way shorter now. Yeah, try it out. Try it yeah. out for yourself and see how you like it for yourself. Yeah, I started, I started shaving where I'll shave everything once a month. Now it's kind of like as I feel like it, especially in the summer. But in the winter, it was kind of like, okay, it's probably been about a month. I guess I'll shave everything. And then I let it grow for a month. And then I shave everything. And then let yeah. it grow for a month. And my time in the shower is cut way down. Totally. But I just remember after I was in the show Hair, we all let our all of our hair go. All the guys grew their hair on their heads out, their beards, everything. And only a few girls let their body hair grow out. I was one of those girls. Uh-huh. And I, I, you know, wore a, like, a, basically a bra top on stage with my armpits, you know, uh-huh. out and there. And I just remember shaving after the show was over. My leg hair was so long. Thick. And I was in the bathtub because it was easier with me sitting down and shaving. And I obviously had to rinse myself off afterwards because, my God, that was a lot of hair I in know. the tub. I was like, ah! 
Anytime I've let myself go like that, like just let myself go unshaven for a while, and I usually do it it's, in the bathtub too. One time I did it, and I was like, I had to rinse the bathtub like three times. Yeah, to get it's all the hair. So off. satisfying though. Yeah, it's so satisfying. I love like shaving one part and then feeling the difference. Oh, I love the feeling of like cleanly shaven legs in like fresh sheets. Yes, it's like such a good feeling. I, I read somewhere like on Twitter, some guy was like, "I tried it and I hate it because like his legs were probably razor burned. They've never oh, been God, touched yeah. by a razor. Like yeah. our legs are much conditioned. They're thick. They're, they're thick. hardened. Yeah, yeah. We have we have put them through the ringer. They're rough. Yeah. Um, well, Madigan. Yeah. We finally did it. We did it, Keegan. Do we? Does our sound waves look okay? They it look does. Like, they look okay. Ugh. And you know, this was a beast, and we beat it. We did beat it. We did it. And I'm happy about it. I, I'm happy too. I'm well, hungover but happy. The thing for me that I love about these episodes where we talk about skin acceptance, body acceptance, body hair acceptance, is I really love the feedback that we get from people hearing about their own experiences with yeah, their body hair or their bodies. And I think that this is such a great way for all of us to get together and support each other through whatever body hair stages that we're in. And it makes me feel good to have a safe space to talk about the things yeah. that I think about with my with my body and my body's acceptance. And the fact that you guys have such a great reaction to it is really heartwarming and touching to me. So I'm glad that we're doing another one of these episodes during the summertime when people yeah. are maybe feeling a little bit vulnerable. Know that no matter what anybody says about your body hair or your skin or your weight... If you're happy with yourself, none of that is ever going to matter. It might sting and hurt a little bit, but in the long run, you'll you'll feel okay with it. Yeah, yourself. and just like with everything else that we've talked about, if you are at the beach or the pool and you see someone with leg hair or underarm hair, try to reserve your judgment and definitely don't, don't say anything. Don't say anything to the person, but don't even say anything. To, don't point it out to a to friend. To anyone. Yeah, don't say and anything someone, to anyone. And if someone points it out to you, be that person to say, that person can do whatever they want to do. It's their body. It's not mine. And they get to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And, and we all grow hair. That's the thing. It's like, women aren't these like magical, mystical creatures that don't grow hair. We grow hair the same way men do. On yeah. our legs, on our pubic area, on our underarms, yeah. on our arms. I get I get hair on my I get belly. hair on my belly. I get, I get hair between my boobs sometimes. I get little fuzzies. I get hair on my lip, on my upper any, lip. I don't really have You any know, so I'm just like, it's... It's completely normal and natural, and we should stop shaming women for existing in the world. Well, and then as, I think something that we can touch on really quick is the fact that when you start going through menopause, like, my mom would get, like, chin hairs and stuff. Uh Your body is changing entirely, and all of a sudden you're getting more testosterone, and it's, um, it it can throw you for a loop. I know a lot of women going through menopause, they lose their sex drive, they start getting hairier, you start gaining some weight, and your body is changing again, and we shouldn't shy away from discussing that either and being okay with it because it's fine. You don't have to uphold this ideal of youth. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even touch on any of this, which we should maybe have another episode where we talk about this, but there are also conditions that, you know, women have, like PCOS, I know, is is one where it can increase the amount of hair you grow. Yeah. And, you know, women will have beards or, Uh you know, excessive body hair in other parts of their bodies, and that's a a hormone imbalance. It's not something that they can control. Yeah. And we shouldn't be subjecting them to going through hours of rigorous shaving or or, lasering. Right. um, because we don't know the, those person, 
those persons, those people's lifestyles, money, you know, it, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's so much easier, guys. I'll say this every episode. It's so much easier to just love yourself. Yeah, it is. In the long run, you're just going to get so much further in yeah. life. And if you're on the other end of the spectrum, I have family with alopecia and you're struggling with a lack of body hair. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't have your eyebrows and to you that's, you know, and you feel the need to draw them on or, um, you know, it's it is just, so beautiful whenever you whenever you see somebody who just is like, you know what, fuck it, this is who this I am. This is who I am, and and that to me is the most beautiful thing of all. Mm-hmm. Rather than trying to conform to what people yeah. are telling you to do. Yeah. And again, because I don't want people saying that I'm telling you to just not d- alter yourself at all. That's not what I'm saying. If you feel good. I, I, I color, I draw in my eyebrows almost every day because I yeah. wish I had more hair, like, right over here. If that makes you feel good... Everything is personal preference. Do it. Yeah. Everything is personal preference. Okay. Well, with that said, if you have any stories that you would like to share with us, any yes. sister solidarity stories or just body acceptance stories, I would love to hear those. Yeah. Send us an email at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can send us a DM on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. You can follow us on Twitter, our very inactive Twitter page, but that is Yamf Podcast, Y-A-N-F Podcast. Um, we also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group, so you can get at us wherever. Yeah, you can find us. We're yeah. there. We're everywhere. Yeah. We're um, all around. We're everywhere. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, I think that's about all I I have to say. Same. I had such a great day with you yesterday, Keegan. Me too. I'm glad that we finally got through this episode. I don't think it was our number one episode of all time, but I think that we did it. We made it. And we should be proud of ourselves. Uh, Wish I had decided to do this episode when I didn't feel like actually throwing up every five seconds. Well. But you know what? You know what? Life. We did it. We did it. It's all good. So I guess with that, we encourage you to To rage rage on. Bye. Bye, guys. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.